0: hey everybody and welcome back to murder blows just kidding kind of um this week uh we're gonna take you on a wild ride Maisie and i teamed up to do something kind of special uh for those of you that don't know we run another podcast on the this blows network uh called stream weavers uh where we watch movies on your favorite streaming services and we tell you how we feel about them uh but this week we want to do something special for our good friends at murder blows aka us um <laughs> and uh give you guys some new content where we are going to dive into the zodiac killer we picked a heavy hitter because they made a damn good movie about him. they've made some bad ones though uh as always i'm violet and i'm joined by Daisy so uh strap yourself in it's gonna be different i bet you missed the theme song i sure know i do um and uh yeah let's uh cipher some ciphers decipher some ciphers woo ooh <laughs> ben <Benny. laughs> you have no idea i just i do too it's my bad yeah do you ever like when you're on your way home sometimes i don't play music and i just sing to myself and it like goes from different levels like at first i'll like start singing misfit songs in like the theme of like show tunes or like to the sound of show tunes you know it's like very like 50s doo-wop um and then i'll just like start mimicking songs i hate I don't know I don't why. No, but I like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just be driving <laughs> down the road and do my thing, and then all of a sudden I'll be like, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, can you tell what this is? Do we know what this is yet? <laughs> hey, so um, Sasha and Cody got kidnapped. Just kidding. That could get really heavy really quick. I don't want to put that in the universe. No. It's there, though. Um, no. Uh, so we decided to do something a, a little different that... I'm trying to decide like so this is really weird because we're like doing murder blows, but it's your girls from Streamweavers and we're doing a Streamweavers murder blows themed episode.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's what I would say.
0: Summed it up right there. We're
1: we're crossing the streams right now.
0: Oh whoa, yeah, we are. Just to see what happens. No Dana, only Zool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's Saturday morning. Um, where are we at? In the Saturday, um, Yeah, I'm, I am didn't make my drinking thing, by the way. Oh, that's okay. Um, yeah, I got a promotion at my job, and so I celebrated. And it was just a stressful week, and I was like, I deserve a beer. And then Eric bought me a six-pack of Pumpkin Blue Moon, or a 12-pack, I'm sorry, a 12-pack of Pumpkin Blue Moon. Well, that was his fault. In a four pack of pumpkin. And I was like, well, (laughs) there it goes. There we go. (laughs) Way to kick it off. Yeah. And then I got high and went to Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) Hilarious. (laughs) It's funny because marijuana has gotten me in quite a bit of trouble this week. Oh. Um, Yeah. But I just don't care. I got a promotion out of it, so whatever. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise.
1: What? I want to know more about this later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> more later. Uh, I'm
1: confused.
0: <laughs> what a wild ride. Um, Maisie, how the hell has your week been? Um,
1: good. I feel like we should talk about what we've been watching because... I know. Technically, it's- this is Streamweavers, but... I know. We've, it wasn't long since we recorded last as Streamweavers, so I've only been watching Shits Creek and SpongeBob. There we go. Really in depth stuff. Just to counter the Zodiac. Yeah.
0: Um oh yeah. Uh we're watching. Spoiler this <laughs> week. <It's like, laughs> or we did. We we already watched it.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, today we're gonna be comparing Zodiac the two thousand and seven movie um versus the real case. Yeah. I'm so excited. That's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, I think yeah, definitely. i think definitely
1: but Um, i've just been recording or i've just been working since we recorded last so it's literally just come home watch tv eat go to bed wake up do it again
0: yeah i think um i started the uh the original dead zone movie starring christopher walken um that was pretty bad (laughs) i saw (laughs) it's directed by david cronenberg too who i love but i just like i don't know i guess i've read the book i'm sorry if everyone can hear scout's excessive panting but he's my pod dog you can see his little tongue i know i
1: can't hear him i could just okay. see him
0: oh baby. Um, um, but yeah <laughs> I, I watched that i'm still burning through glow um
1: i always forget we gotta start it today it's so no no, good i've cried there's, there's like 36
0: there. times <laughs> that oh, shows a work of art
1: i love betty Gelpin. Um, i don't know why
0: oh same same me too Just, and allison brie wow. and freaking mark Marin. the show is phenomenal um and it's killing it this season i like this season better than all i i've never been disappointed with the show right so far. like yeah
1: and it doesn't get i feel like it doesn't get enough hype but that's kind of what makes it a little gym
0: yeah i agree i agree i never thought i would care about wrestling but i do You're right <laughs> I'm are they okay don't hit your head Don't hit your head, girls. Um, Let me see. Um, There was something else. Uh, I was going to... Oh, so, okay. I know this is a hot topic right now, so brace yourself, kids. Um, But me being a pretty diehard Batman fan, for those of me that have seen me in public, I have a Batman tattoo. Very seriously in love with that series. Um, And I'm actually pretty... I know people are going to be upset. Calm down. Just take a deep breath. I know film Twitter is very disgruntled that we are getting a Joker movie, but I think it looks so freaking good. Have you seen the trailer I didn't for know it? that.
1: No. Is it Jared Leto again? No, it's Joaquin Phoenix, who's... Oh, yeah! Okay, yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, way, way, well, way better.
0: So they, like, dropped... Oh, yeah. And I love Jared Leto. He has done some amazing films, but whoa, seeing the damaged <laughs> tattoo, and I was like, I don't care if they get rid of every other tattoo. If they keep that one, I'm gonna riot. And Anyways, I won't go into it, but I was watching the final trailer for the Joker movie, and I was just okay. thinking about how upset everyone was about it, and then, who do I see? Who do i see on that screen but mark freaking marin mark marin is gonna be in the joker movie
1: which is so hilarious because his latest like comedy tour mm-hmm. he has like a 20 minute bit about how people that are obsessed with comic books maybe this is where it came from are like <laughs> mm-hmm. just next level that's really funny yeah
0: and robert de niro is in it who i love um <laughs> Who's not excited about this? Film are Twitter they, is... Are they okay? Well, okay. So, and I won't get into it majorly because I understand people's upsets. I think if Sasha was here, she would be able to provide some pretty good insight because I think she's on the the more like disgruntled side with it. Don't quote me on that. I'm not putting words in her mouth just because she's in the woods right now
1: um because <laughs> oh, she wanted to they're camping <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> she is not i did not like place her there to play a slasher game though that would be a cool movie um anyway also just... that's how they all start <laughs> yeah, exactly i know i told her to watch out for her and a uh, magical goo jelly or in the woods with a bunch of cool people i didn't go because i'm broke and uh have a lot of stuff to do this weekend um but yeah. it's working out i'm getting a lot done um Ooh, 35% that's right <laughs> the rest of the costumes going well too but uh anyways where did I go oh um so the Joker in the comic books is a pretty toxic individual um and I think that the Joker and Harley Quinn's relationship is pretty idolized in the comic book world um mm-hmm. but he's like crazy abusive he beats her he manipulates her like He's not a good guy. I mean, he's a villain, um, which is why I really don't give a shit. (laughs) I mean, I I watch horror movies. Like, I don't sit there during the Devil's Rejects and be like, these people are upstanding citizens, you know, like, they're bad guys. And unfortunately, Rob Zombie has, like, found a way to make them pretty, like, likable and rootable. So you're, like, rooting for them to kill these, like, innocent people. So anyways, I'll get off my uh weird tangent on that but yeah so people are upset that joker is getting a solo movie um because it's like a just a male driven you know uh male driven movie that we've seen a thousand times but i think it looks cool it looks interesting it
1: it does and uh francis conroy's in it so Uh i would see it in a heartbeat
0: Uh, yeah um Uh, and i love joaquin phoenix um I mean, yeah, I want to see a Harley Quinn movie. No shit. But Margot Robbie is working on that right now. So I'll get it eventually. There you go. Um, Yeah. Wow. And and Marvel is doing cool stuff for women in comics. I mean, DC is obviously going to... DC is always one step behind Marvel. No matter how (laughs) bad... (laughs) I feel so bad for DC movies. Because they have so much potential. And then I see them and I'm like... But look at Wonder Woman. Like girl power is i hate to say this girl power is in right now i'm glad, Very mm-hmm. glad. but i've noticed like businesses like kind of gravitating towards that because they know like it grabs people it does that it's
1: don't even get me started
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's about damn time you know like i feel like folgers is just gonna have like you know what fuels women at their rallies folgers coffee oh god no it don't no <laughs> We're better than that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, sorry, (laughs) but um, I'm here for it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take all the girl power in season. I'll revel in it. Um, I'm going to the pictures tonight. What?
1: Going to the pictures?
0: What are you seeing? Pictures. Uh, Going out on the town.
1: Guys, all of a sudden she's got the longest cigarette holder you've ever seen hanging out of her mouth.
0: It's like 30 feet. No. <laughs> that is wild. <laughs> what a number. Um, I'm going to go see the re release of Ari Aster's Mid- Midsummer.
1: Ooh. Because
0: uh, I didn't get to see it in theaters the first time. And I'm so tired of people being like, is Midsummer the greatest horror movie ever made? Midsummer, Midsummer, whatever you want to call it. I don't know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but they're re releasing it. And all of its directors cut glory at 170 minutes whoa yeah i will be not getting out of that theater till late um and then i don't know when this is gonna go up but next week i'm gonna go see it chapter two finally so
1: oh this goes up like on monday
0: (laughs) (laughs) i will not have seen it by then but um maybe next time we talk i'll have seen it
1: because this is murder blows technically not stream we're gonna be doing this the whole time
0: (laughs) (laughs) just to get our uh story straight to get our brains right yeah it was weird i felt like i should talk about my week because that's what we do on murder blows so sorry if you were looking for sasha and cody but at least you have some new content am i right yeah also
1: two out of four of us are here
0: yeah it's two it's, out two out of four ain't bad <laughs> it's, 50%. it's 50 percent. it's 50
1: we're giving you 100 percent of 50 percent right now
0: <laughs> that's right 150 percent. wait no <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just added it up.
0: <laughs> um, uh I did get to go to McKay's last night too.
1: I know. I just McKay when people are like, What do you miss about Knoxville? I'm like, John asked me this not too long ago, maybe like a <laughs> week ago, and I said, biscuits and gravy done correctly.
0: Yes.
1: Which I feel like I've brought that up with you multiple times. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And McKay's are mm-hmm. some of the besides people, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a given. Yeah. McKay's. Um, like, if you're not familiar, it's just like it, it's
0: a treasure trove. It is.
1: It's like, it's two stories, kind of. It's the size of a library, like but a it has big library. Yeah, but it's got any type of, you know, that one movie that you can't remember who's in it, but you watched it as a kid, and you would like love to find it on DVD. They have it yeah. okay
0: it's in the dollar ninety five bin.
1: Boom! It's a dollar ninety five.
0: Yeah. Um. Speaking of, it's great. Well, and they have books, music, like CDs, albums. They have
1: Chris Farley Funko toys, whatever those are called. Yeah.
0: My my uh oh, video game systems, video games, like for usually pretty reasonable prices. We found the new How to Train Your Dragon movie on 4K for fifteen bucks. Whoa. Yeah, literally half the price that we see every day. Because we're like, oh, we haven't seen the third one. We need it. And it came with the digital code. Ah! Uh, yeah. Um, okay. Record,
1: albums. Yeah. They have walls of records. Yeah.
0: I got my Steve Martin album there. Hello. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> um, But yeah, it's super dope. If you're ever in the Knoxville or Nashville or Chattanooga area, there's one in those cities and you got to find it.
1: I didn't know that. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, Sasha's tattoo artist boyfriend, I believe, works at the one in Chattanooga. That's the only way I know it's there. Um, (laughs) Love! Yeah. So take a trip down to Tennessee and definitely check it out if you're a movie, book, music buff, whatever you want to collect. It's cool. I found my favorite Scooby-Doo movie on VHS last night for $1.95. Oh, my God. I love the $1.95. Yes. They started, like buying cool horror VHSs too so I nabbed like I spent 20 bucks. I got a Blu-ray um a movie or and three VHS tapes and I think something else but I spent 20 bucks. The I love and it. I think Eric got a comic book, two comic books and a 4K movie and also spent like 20 25 bucks. Oh, they have comic books too like yeah, loads of them. So been an exciting exciting Friday. Exciting Labor Day weekend.
1: Ooh. You have Monday off?
0: I do. I do. Ooh. That office job life. <clears throat> Which is good because last week almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> but you survived. Yeah. Um but yeah. Um I really want to start Shits Creek.
1: It's so funny.
0: It looks great.
1: I've just never I've never seen a show like it and it's just really smart mm-hmm. and then to have cameos with people and you're like wait a minute wait
0: you know that's something in movies i think i'm a i think i'm a sucker for a good cameo yeah like i am
1: too because this is a nice little surprise nugget
0: yes that was like my favorite thing about the league is like i'd be watching it one minute and then freaking seth rogan would walk up as a porn director <laughs> and i was like this show is fantastic this is perfect <laughs> That's like if you ever uh go back and watch Freaks and Geeks, which you should. Everyone should watch that show. It's so perfect. Um I hate the world that let it get cancelled.
1: Yeah, after one season, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, one season. That show is so so good. It's so intelligent. Like, anyways, um, but (laughs) I was re watching it one day and I don't know how I didn't notice the first time I watched it, but freaking Shia LaBeouf is in that show. Where? He's uh, the kid that's the mascot that gets injured. Little baby Shia LaBeouf. I yeah. gotta watch it again. Yeah, Ben Stiller is in it. Then
1: watch even Stevens.
0: <laughs> yep. Um... <laughs> <laughs>
1: even I'm Stevens. still I still need Shia LaBeouf to redeem himself to me.
0: I know. I just feel like holes was <laughs> his best. Yeah, topped out because. I mean, he was okay in Transformers, I guess. I didn't, I didn't see it. I didn't care. You know what movie I love with Shia LaBeouf in it that doesn't get enough love? What? Disturbia. Oh, you know
1: what? Okay, yeah, that was pretty good.
0: That that movie's fantastic. Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. not like fantastic. No, it's not going to win any awards, but
1: no, it kept me on my toes. I snuck in the movie theater to see that one.
0: <gasps> I sat in an
1: aisle the whole time because it was so crowded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I- is that the only movie you've snuck into? I'm curious now.
1: I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a pretty goody two-shoes in my former life. That's okay.
0: I've so. snuck into a lot of movies, but usually... Okay, so I don't know if it counts as sneaking, because I pay for the ticket, and then I go into a different movie.
1: Ah, I'll <laughs> allow it.
0: Because I wasn't 18. And I wanted to see rated R movies.
1: I feel like everybody did that except yeah. for me. I feel guilty about it,
0: right? Oh, I felt like I don't know. I would always just try and like sit next to older people. And- oh, you're yeah. like I just blend in. Nothing to see here. Those are my parents. This is my
1: <laughs> peer. <laughs> yeah, we are Pretty all much. the same age.
0: <laughs> no, I am not fourteen. <laughs> no Cerebub. <laughs> yeah. i'm at the theater <laughs> the theater the pictures all right um all right Maisie. i know that this probably has a lot of layers i know the freaking movie does so, so many layers uh we probably should have discussed this prior but how do you want to do this so my thought was if you have any backstory or okay high editing Maisie. What the fuck is that? Let's introduce
1: the movie like we would on Tree Movers. Yes. Anyway,
0: sounds great. Are you getting the info? Yes. Okay. Cool. Cool. Cool.
1: Cool. I. Why no? I've Googled so much on Zodiac.
0: <laughs> the, my
1: laptop's like, you want the Zodiac Zodiac three forty cipher solve twenty
0: <laughs> <was like>, seventeen? no. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just imagine? Okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, hi, Murder Blows. We're back. Uh, you all <laughs> know this because editing. Ha <laughs> ha. Um, have you ever, like, started researching a case and then there is a mystery and then I feel like I'm always teetering on the edge of just, like, my walls suddenly being just covered <laughs> in oh, information. Yeah,
1: like, like, all of a sudden you have a ball of red string in your hand and you're like, wait. <laughs>
0: where did this come from literally like there have been so many cases that I've wanted to do and I literally stop because I will just google because I want to solve it how <clears throat> rad would that be I mean I'm pretty mean... dumb so yeah
1: no you're not dumb I didn't mean to say yeah that part <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out
0: no I like it oh no, I don't like being called dumb hold on
1: <laughs> you're not dumb um... shut up you shut up <laughs>
0: um Yeah, anyways, I've like abandoned cases because I'm like, I'm going to go down a rabbit hole and it will consume my life and my husband will leave me and (laughs) I'll live in the woods with my dogs and just stare at my walls and take notes and follow endless leads and anyways. (laughs) I don't have a husband. I should also know that I have a boyfriend.
1: (laughs) I was like, okay, we'll talk about that later. (laughs) No.
0: Um, (laughs) No, not Married. Did not uh, do a Vegas wedding. um. Anyways, so we're going to be talking today about freaking Zodiac.
1: You can't see me, but I'm dancing because I'm excited.
0: Oh, yes, I'm um, Googling something. Sorry.
1: <laughs> oh, I meant the listeners. Uh, So when we first started Street Reapers, we talked about our favorite movies. And Zodiac, in no particular order, was one of my top three because when it comes to true crime for the investigation part of the movie it's one of the most accurate true crime movies mm. uh so that was a really weird thing for me to just go into uh
0: <laughs>
1: sorry no that's di- good it's good got distracted so we're covering zodiac today violets took notes on the movie and i took notes on the actual case i will say that the movie Zodiac that came out in 2007 is based off of a book written by Robert Graysmith, who was the cartoonist at the uh, San Francisco Chronicle.
0: Yes, and is played by Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: Just keep in mind that the movie is one person's story. Hmm. Does that make sense? Because it is through the eyes of uh, Robert Graysmith and A lot of people aren't the biggest fan of his, and they believe that a lot, um, mainly in the second half of the movie, has been like kind of changed to make him seem a little little more more involved than he was, but that's just a little disclaimer. We're going to put that out there. The movie Zodiac is based off of a book.
0: That's pretty interesting, too. Um, it's directed by uh, David Fincher, who, while- Whoa, whoa, directed, whoa, whoa. I know. Directed uh, my favorite movie, uh, Fight Club, or one of them. Um, Seven, Gone Girl.
1: And if none of these sound familiar, he is also the director of Mindhunter.
0: And uh, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, uh, Alien 3.
1: Yeah. <laughs> There's a movie about Madonna in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> He's what? Multitudes. He's great. Um- But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, when they do make true, like, movies based off of true crime cases, um, as accurate as they can be, at the end of the day, they need to make it entertaining for the viewer. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So, I try, I try to keep that in mind, but then I watch, like, movies like Devil's Knot.
1: (laughs) I've never seen that one.
0: Oh, it's the West Memphis 3 movie.
1: Oh. Starring,
0: got a great great damn cast reese witherspoon plays the mom of one of the boys but it's it's pretty it's pretty bad and I wow i love reese witherspoon I that think is, seems you know. wild Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're here to talk about Zodiac, not Devil. Yes.
1: <laughs> but what I said earlier about how not everyone's the biggest fan of Robert Gray Smith, on the opposite of that, a lot of David Fincher got and his team of producers got a ton of praise for this movie because when you start talking about it, like names and dates and everything that has to do with the investigation is like spot on. Down to what the victims were wearing was what was portrayed in the movie. Wow. Which is insane. They even, like, there's a really popular cross street that comes up in the movie Washington and Cherry. Oh, yeah. It's in one one of the murders, and they recreated, like, that street Mm -hmm. identically.
0: That's really cool.
1: So they really, they got a lot of praise, and it was deserved because they really put a lot of attention into it. And they didn't want any detail to go unnoticed, and they really wanted... Um, the victim's story to be told, which is really cool for a true crime movie, and not to just twist things around. Yeah. Um, while we're on this topic, before we really get into it, there was a um, mini-sode of my favorite murder, which is wildly popular true crime podcast. You've probably heard of it if you're here. <laughs> <Definitely>. <laughs> uh, yeah. And they had a so they had someone write in, and it was actually the granddaughter of Dave Tosky, the lead detective in the movie in in real life mark ruffalo <laughs> yeah which is my favorite part of this whole movie duh um but she gave a lot of praise to the directors and the producers for portraying her grandfather correctly that's really cool. which i feel like is really really cool so david Toski actually got to go on set and meet mark ruffalo and like Aww. Talk to him, yeah isn't that so cool talk to him cool. about the case and she said that the movie got it right when it came to him so much that he even took like when he took the tomato off of the blt in the diner and like down to the his weird like snacks all the time like yeah so she gave praise to that and i thought that was really cool that is cool. and i tried to find that episode of my favorite murder but it's impossible because there's so many minisodes by now
0: yeah true <laughs> um I think jump right in uh Maisie Ian we know you like the movie um I loved it yeah I thought it was great it left me on the edge of my seat the whole time and this was once again um aside from the actual murders um a lot of dialogue a lot of like researching and I I was very fascinated the whole time I love David Fincher though so I was pretty sure I was gonna like it but I have no complaints. Great movie. Thanks, Uh, guys, for tuning in.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, when it comes to the movies, Zodiac 2007 is a mystery crime uh, movie, obviously. It's two hours and 42 minutes long. It's got a 7.7 out of 10 on IMBD and an 89% on Rotten Tomatoes. And And 89% of Google users like this movie. Good job.
0: And Roger Ebert, who no one probably cares about, gave it a 4 out of 4.
1: I saw that and I was like, I don't know him.
0: <laughs> Roger Ebert? Yeah, who's that? He's, like, one of the most famous movie reviewers.
1: Oh, well, he <laughs> gave it a four out of four, so hey. he's right.
0: Yeah. Um, Alright, uh, the cast is pretty insanely awesome. <clears throat> um, Jake Hall plays Robert Graysmith. Mark Ruffalo uh, plays Inspector David Tachi. Uh, Anthony Edwards plays his partner uh inspector william armstrong robert downey jr plays himself just kidding paul yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) i always feel bad when i drag robert downey jr because he's actually like a decent person now that you know um but uh yeah he literally just plays himself right every movie uh brian cox is Mm -hmm. in this movie it's melvin Mm -hmm. belly billet um and john Carroll lynch uh plays arthur lee allen and he is incredible. Uh, Chloe Savini is Melanie, who I love. Is that how you say her last name? name? Savini? I believe so, yes. Um, I love it. Man, there's another guy that's in it, but I won't mention him until the very, very end. Because um, he's great. <laughs> and I love him very much, and I like screamed when I saw him on the in the movie.
1: Um, Ooh, I can't wait to see who you're talking about.
0: <laughs> there he is. Alright, um, so... Are we going to do where I'm going to start from the opening of the movie? Start from the top. All right. Uh, July 4th, 1969, um, a girl picks up uh, – I put a boy because he just looked pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, something later kind of leads me to believe that maybe they weren't that young. Um, mm-hmm. Picks up a boy and takes him to a diner. Um she suggests they go to someplace more quiet after deciding the diner was too crowded. Um, so they go to this like make out peak type situation. They have a run in with some, uh, frat boys lighting off fireworks. Um, and as they're talking, uh, a car pulls up behind the couple and turns off his headlights. uh, in this, in this scene, I think it's mentioned, uh, the guy asks the girl if that is her husband. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's what leads me to believe they're a little older. Um, but then the car uh, starts back up and drives off. They watch it. Uh, the girl is pretty, like, fixed on the car. Uh, she doesn't like, look away the whole time. Yeah. Uh, and then the car circles back around and... Uh, pulls up to the side of it. They think it's a cop car. Uh, the cop, or supposed cop, gets out and goes to the window. Uh, and before the, the individual doesn't say anything, but the guy in the car uh, asks him uh, if there's a problem. And before he can even finish his sentence, uh, the couple is shot multiple times. Um, the police arrive, investigate, and they discover that the male survived.
1: I'm going to raise my hand right here.
0: Yes, lay it on me.
1: Okay, that was July 4th, 1969, and that was Michael McGow, who was 19, and Darlene Farron, who was 22. Uh, they were shot in the parking lot of the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo. So Michael McGow survived, Who is who as soon as I saw his face in the movie on the screen, I went, Minkus, because yes. from Boy Me's World... That's Lee Norris from Boy Meets World who played Minkus. Oh, um,
0: right. oh, I'm thinking of a different guy. Sorry.
1: You, Yeah, but later.
0: Yep. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that's who you would be excited to see. Uh,
1: <laughs> so that that is true. She was married. Darlene Farron was married. Um, but she was only 22. But that's not out of the norm, out of the, you know, that was normal for that time. Um. And yeah, everything about that is accurate, to especially to the point where the not-named-yet-Zodiac goes back to his car uh-huh. and then comes back and keeps shooting her again.
0: Yeah.
1: So he only really shot Michael once or twice. Yeah. And then he went on, focused on Darlene. Wow. So there's, that's that one. And that's actually the second murder. They opened with the second murders.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Um, Mm -hmm. Which they discuss a little more later. Um, So, uh, a phone call uh, reports the shooting, and then it skips immediately to four weeks later with Jake Gyllenhaal and his child in San Diego. Um, Sorry, I put, like, their initials because I couldn't keep up with their names uh, while I was typing. um, So I didn't write it out this time. Um, So, Robert, right? is who Jake plays. Yeah. um, Robert runs into the... After uh, he gets his kid on the school bus, he runs in the San Diego Chronicle. um, And they're having, like, a meeting with the higher-ups. But this is kind of cool. This is the opening credits, I think, if I remember right. And Mm -hmm. um, there's mail being delivered. Um, It's it's, a race. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. Um, But during the meeting, um, a woman delivers a message to what I assume is, like, the head editor. Um, Mm -hmm. And in this uh, letter is... uh, someone claiming to be the murderer, um, and he's describing the murder of those two people that we just talked about. Um, and he also sends a puzzle. I'm going to call it a puzzle, but they call it a cipher in the movie, Mm -hmm. I believe, uh, and probably in real life, um, and demands that they publish the puzzle on the front page of the afternoon paper or, um, uh, Or he'll kill more people yeah Um, and I believe they do right they publish it and they put it on page four Um, so there was
1: three other um, newspapers that he sent this cipher to
0: yeah and he want
1: yeah and he wanted all three of them to put it on the front page and there was an examiner and another i should have written it down but i didn't another newspaper that put it on the front page and the chronicles put it on page four
0: yep um yeah so the guys uh go down to most of the editors uh including robert downey jr who's maybe has the worst hair he's ever had uh in a movie (laughs) really let himself go for this one (laughs) um it's the, it's a like, blonde tips or something. I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't drive with it. But, uh, they go down to a bar called Morty's and Jake Gyllenhaal kind of looks like the sad kid walking past a party he wasn't invited to, um, out in the rain, you know, through the window. Um, but three days later, um, the message, uh, is decoded by a teacher, um, and uh, it's, they were expecting, Jake Gyllenhaal was like, there's a name. I know it's he's going to give his name. He's going to give his name. Um, but the, the, like, cipher is actually just some kind of, like, weird murder jingle.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find what it actually said. So, um, the cipher in real life was cracked by, uh... oh no, did I not write it down? I think I wrote it down in my other notes. Yeah, uh, it was cracked by Donald and Betty Harden, who Donald Harden was a history teacher in real life, and they cracked it. They lived in uh, Salinas, California. So they got that part right. And this, when they... So Jake Gyllenhaal said he's not going to give his name. And they were like, what are you talking about? He gave us his code. Like, He's going to either write back, he's going to give us a name, obviously. Mm -hmm. And once the teacher cracked the code... They realized that he didn't. Uh, I'm trying to get the actual cipher from a YouTube video, and it, like, scrolls up every time I want to read it, so <laughs> I got to, like, wait for them to play it. Okay. So the first cipher that was sent to the Chronicle says, I like killing... Because it's so much fun. It's more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. Uh, It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it. When I die, I will be reborn in paradise, and those I have killed will become my slaves. I will give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collecting uh, of slaves for afterlife. That's all one sentence. I just had to pause because I needed to breathe. And I, I believe in periods.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Run on sentences. Blah. Yeah. Um, but uh, I can't remember how, uh, but Jake uh, Robert Graysmith... Um, is able to find a name, right? No. Oh, I thought he... Hmm. No, he's just he's just constantly
1: looking at it. He keeps it in his pocket. Oh, okay. It, like, kind of drives him crazy.
0: And he recognizes uh, one quote from the weird murder jingle from a movie called The Greatest Game.
1: The Most Dangerous Game?
0: Most Dangerous Game. That's what it is. Sorry. The
1: Dangerous Game. It's the book about um, the guy that... Waits. He has a private island and he waits for people to crash their plane or mm-hmm. there to be some type of an issue where they're stuck. And then he invites them into their house and makes them feel like it's all okay. And then he releases them and hunts them down.
0: Yep. It's wild. Um, during this time, another letter is sent. And this is the one where he refers himself uh, to himself as the Zodiac Killer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He just calls himself the Zodiac um Mm -hmm. so did did robert graysmith uh crack this shenanigan Mm, no no i don't think so uh all right um so one and a half months later in napa california on september 27th 1969 a couple are driving down a road to a lake um as they're sitting on the beach on the bank yeah that's what i was trying to think I (laughs) i was like what do you call that um uh, as they're sitting there, uh, the woman uh, sees someone in the trees. Uh, the guy kind of blows it off. He's like, it's a public park. Like, calm your tits. Uh, but she's like, oh, no, he's like, I feel like he's watching us. Um, and then he actually goes behind a tree and then starts kind of like walking quickly. He A, yeah. a brisk walk uh, towards them. And uh, it's revealed that he has this gnarly, weird outfit on. Um, he's got, like, his face covered. It's very, like, blocky. I think he's got a bulletproof vest on, long sleeves, uh, army boots. Uh, and on the center of the bulletproof vest, there's, like, a – I call it a gun sight. It's yeah. a circle with a cross in the middle. I don't know mm-hmm. what it's actually called. Sorry. Um, but he – the woman also sees that he has a gun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and before they can obviously get away from him because they didn't think it was a threat prior or the man didn't, just saying, no. Um, <laughs> man, it feels good to be back on Murder Blows where I can just drag men through the dirt. Um, <laughs> 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 just kidding. Um, he demands the the guy in the, the getup demands their keys and wallet before uh, asking the woman to tie the man up, uh, tie his wrists up, and then he proceeds, the shooter... Uh, proceeds to tie the woman up in I don't know what it's called, but okay, this is something kind of interesting. I'm not sure if those knots that he's using are specific to something, but they look like Shibari holds, which Shibari is like Japanese rope fetish. Um, oh, yeah, I, I, it probably isn't, and I'm just really weird, and that's what my brain. I was like, I've seen that before. Um, don't ask questions. No. <laughs> anime conventions are wild. Um, but yeah, so I, I literally, it looks like Shibari cause he's got her wrist behind her back, but tied to her ankles, um, which are also kind of been bended back towards her feet. If that makes sense. She's on her. Is stomach. that not like a hog tie? That's what I, that was the first thing I said was a hog tie, but the way he's like making the knots looks very oh interesting but it could just be a hogtie because this guy's wild um um so uh the husband is reassuring his wife that everything is going to be okay um they've given him everything they asked for before he begins stabbing the man numerous times and then he jumps on the woman and goes to them uh the car is found um by police and uh, the gun sight that I was talking about is painted on uh, on the car. And it looked like dates, but it went really quick. And I was trying to take notes on Mile a Minute. Um, yeah. It is also seen that the husband lives.
1: Yes. So, that murder. That was Brian Calvin Hartnell, who was 20, and Cecilia Ann Shepard, who was 22. Uh, they were friends from college. Brian uh, had gone to school for like sociology major he said but also pre-law um that comes up i watched in a youtube clip that i'll put on our twitter but they had an interview with brian and he talks about this scene compared to real life and the youtube video does a side-by-side of him telling his story with the scene from the movie it's really wild they really did the most when it comes to this film
0: that's so um crazy
1: yeah it's not very long. It's like fifteen minutes, and they go into some of the other murders too. But this is the one that were the most detailed about. So Cecilia Antebi was twenty-two. That was on September twenty-seventh, nineteen sixty-nine, and that was on Lake Berryessa in Napa. Brian survived with eight stab wounds to the back. He, in this interview, he said that, um, you know, when. First of all, so the Zodiac did have, like, the executioner mask on, but he didn't have that symbol in real life. He said he was just dressed in all black. Um, He did speak in a low tone, and he had a gun, the part where he asked if the gun was loaded. So, like, if they survived, like, just so he could tell the story, like, he really said that. Um, He tried to keep the Zodiac talking, because when he was like, I escaped from prison, I've killed a guard, I'm not afraid to kill again. And the guy's, like, from Minnesota, right? That's where you escaped from? He's just, like, trying to keep him talking.
0: Well, and he's uh, a lawyer, right? Or he was studying? No, he was
1: studying to be pre-law, but, like, okay. a degree of sociology. That's right, okay. okay. Um, so that's all true. He just tried to keep him talking. He said when they... He was tied up when he was tied up by Cecilia first. She did tie the knots loose,
0: and they mentioned
1: that, the, yeah. And yeah, and so um, he comes back and he ties them tighter. I don't know about there's no nothing mentioned ever about the knots. So if it's that specific type of knot that you were saying, that could just be someone on set being like, do it like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, very. I'm just saying, you know, like David Fincher. Ask your not guy if he's into uh, (laughs) Japanese rope sex, because yeah, I don't judge. I was just genuinely curious.
1: (laughs) So the symbol was not. He was just wearing all black in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, okay. So when he was tied up, when he said when they were both tied up, he saw. Now this is Brian Hartnell in the interview. This is the real guy he said that he saw out of his peripheral, just like a black figure coming up behind him. Cause he thought, you know, like once I gave him my keys and my wallet, he's going to go away. That's all he wanted. Yeah. And cause he showed him the loaded gun and was like, just kind of
0: yeah.
1: chill about it. And so he said he felt the stabs in his back and he just kind of laid there and didn't really move a whole lot. And so Cecilia was obviously panicked and it's so weird to hear him talk about it because he said the movie is what he saw, like it's like oh, picture no. for picture how it happened. So when they show her tied up and he starts to stab her, she is freaking out, rightfully so, and starts to squirm and starts to roll. And he said that's why she was murdered because she I don't, she was moving, yeah. you know, I don't, like.
0: I think even though even if she hadn't moved i don't think he would have stopped with her it's oh like no no feeling, you know like i mean i'm i'm actually shocked that both of the well so far that we know these two men have survived yeah. yeah
1: and they mentioned that so many times in the movie like as it's, they're going through their investigation it's wild but so for that scene in particular since we've heard from brian hartnell it's like spot on picture yeah. for
0: picture which is Which pretty, is insane. Yeah, I really like that, like you mentioned earlier, that um, if they're... So far, I mean, we have a long way to go, so I will try and really book through this. Um, but uh, the murders themselves seem to be pretty identical. And um, they didn't want to...
1: They didn't want to get anything twisted when it came to yeah, that. Yeah,
0: no. And I, I really appreciated that um, immensely, because I mean, like, if you want to fudge you know Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's little parts, I think. Yeah, not fudge, but like you said, it's based off of a book. Anyways, um, so two weeks later, San Francisco, October eleventh, nineteen sixty nine. Um, the Zodiac killer is being discussed on the radio. Um, while a taxi cab, damn, does it jump? Yeah, jump. There is a scene where Jake Gyllenhaal sketches out uh the guy's depiction of the Zodiac, uh, killer. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really all that happens. Oh, that's when he finds the 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 game, the most dangerous game. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, a taxi cab picks up a man, um, and stops at a stop sign before he is shot in the neck. Um. Mark Ruffalo receives a phone call in the middle of the night. There's more to this, but I'm gonna let Maisie get into it. Um, because like I said, the murders are pretty spot on so far. Um. He receives a phone call in the middle of the night asking to pick up another cop. Um. The cop investigates the murder scene, um, before he questions two children that witnessed the murder and actually were the ones that called it in, I believe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, um, yeah. Okay. I'll stop there. Cause the rest is, um, more letter stuff. So, um, so yeah. that was that one. Yes.
1: Oh, so that was Paulie Stein, who was 29, he was a cab driver, he was shot and killed, October 11th, 1969 in San Francisco. That's the intersection that is brought up multiple times that they did, like, they got the buildings right and everything, it's on a uh, chair in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that scene in particular, there's quite a few things in this scene. Uh, first of all, we get our first look at uh, Dave Tosky who's played by Mark Ruffalo. And he gets a phone call and it scares him so bad he breaks his lamp. Oh yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what do you want? You broke my lamp. You made me break my lamp. That's and right. then <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm coming. Let me tell you what my lamp looks like so you can get me a new one. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he really said that, but I just Thank love you. it so much. Mark like Ruffalo so. do no wrong. I, I want, know. I want Mark Ruffalo and uh stalker channing in a movie together
0: you would just be happy like immensely happy
1: immensely happy
0: seven degrees let's make it zero degrees (laughs)
1: let's do it um so anyway okay so they go to the scene and they find a black glove in the back seat that's got blood on it and they're like perfect this has to be his glove in real life it was a black uh, woman's leather glove which just seems like it was left in the back of a cab. Mm-hmm. No big. But for the movie, they put it as a man's. And so it would be the killer's glove. Yes. On October 11th is... Uh, what's his name? The other detective, Bill.
0: Mm. It's
1: Bill. It's Bill's birthday. Yes. That comes back. Uh, this is a location, the Cherry in Washington. It's As the movie goes on, you can tell that years have passed because... They'll show the date at the bottom of the screen, October 11th, and they show either Detective Toski or Gray Smith at that intersection.
0: Yeah. Oh, I didn't even like pick up on that,
1: which I thought was pretty cool. But that's how they show how, besides them being like four years later.
0: Yeah.
1: Like they're just they're just letting you know that they're still in it. That's
0: neat. That's really that they haven't
1: forgot about it. Yeah. Which I thought was a cool little thing. Even I don't know if that happened or not. Anyway, so that's all on that one.
0: Um, so, um, the Zodiac mails uh, the newspaper companies, companies, is that a, the newspaper places, um, <laughs> another letter, and this letter contains a piece of bloody shirt from the cab driver, and more description, and he said that if they do not post the cipher, right, there's another cipher.
1: Yes, but so, I skipped a massive part. In the movie, when the detectives get to the scene of the cab driver's murder. Yes they're talking to local oh, police Oh yeah that's right. And he says we're looking the kids that called it in who witnessed it says we're looking for a white male who's stocky with glasses and a crew cut. Mhm. And they were like when we got the call they said it was a black man. That's
0: right. And, I totally And
1: they and they're like oh that was the mis- that was a mistake on dispatch part like we've we we've fixed, fixed it. it since then. Yeah. You kind of see it later on but, but parallel to that night there was two cops two like beat cops around chair in Washington and they were actually a couple blocks away and they passed a guy when the new description came out of the guy that shot Paul Stein Mm -hmm. uh of the white stocky glasses crew cut guy they called in and said we saw this guy but we thought we were looking for a black man
0: yeah isn't that so like that is wild and they actually don't unveil that in the movie until quite a bit later because i remember taking notes on that um, yeah but yeah they don't they don't bring that up which is that
1: happened in real life and the only that it seems like the only person it went through was dispatch from the kids that called nine one one. to be like this is what we saw to dispatch be like we got a black man mm-hmm. how fucked up yeah it happened in real life I agree. that's important,
0: important. <laughs> yeah very important <laughs> um Okay. Sorry. No, you're right. That was, like I said, that was uh, definitely necessary. Um, uh, so this Zodiac letter, um, also says that he will begin targeting school children. Um, and there's a really good scene. And I, I've just pictured, like, I can't relate to this moment in particular. Um, but Jake Gyllenhaal is seen, uh, trying to put his, uh, son on the school bus. Um, But literally he gets like maybe a step or two on, uh, on the bus and he immediately pulls him off. He's like, I'm just going to drive you to school. Um, and in our current, um, climate, uh, I'll say, um, I'm the same way. Like whenever there's, well, I, I love, love, love going to the movie theater. It's one of my favorite things to do ever. Um, or it used to be, but literally like after the Dark Knight Rises shooting, And the train wreck shooting like all these movie theater shootings I am so so paranoid and I know there's nothing I can do to stop it if someone wants to come in and shoot it in a movie theater but there's always almost always one point in a movie where I start looking around for entrances um, where I would pull whoever I'm with you know usually it's Eric because other than that, it's just me or like if I would pull any like children or other people like down in the aisles to try and get them to the exit. Um, is there enough blockage to the exit so I won't get shot, you know? So it's I, I can definitely relate to that level of paranoia. So after that scene, Jake Gyllenhaal is seen uh, watching the news while the police are getting the letters uh, looked at by a handwriting specialist. Dr. Sherman. Yes, Dr. Sherman. Um, is there anything about the handwriting specialist in the case that needs to be noted here? Uh,
1: only, I mean, in, when it comes to in real life, they got it right in the movie with that again, too.
0: Because the, the yeah. handwriting specialist comes back quite a few times. So 12 hours later, um, the San Diego Police Department, um, that's the location, sorry. I took my notes really odd. Um, a newspaper... Uh, one of the newspapers that uh, all these letters are being sent to, I don't remember which one, um, attains uh, footprints from a crime scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was, uh, I want to say Napa?
0: Yes, I believe. Yes, because
1: that. That, that was on Lake Berryessa, mm-hmm. and uh, the local cop says, all we have is footprint because crime scene mm-hmm. people like pretty much slept everything up in a blanket because the scene was disturbing or whatever
0: um and uh this is the moment that um the uh, mark ruffalo is uh told that someone two police officers witnessed uh the suspect at the zodiac but there was confusion um due to uh, his race um so flash forward to the zodiac wants to meet uh what is his name? Marvin Belly. Mar Oh yeah. He's played by Brian Cox, who I also freaked out when I saw cuz I love Brian Cox. Holy
1: crap. Oh, that scene mm-hmm. uh yeah, Melvin Belly. That scene where they're at the AM which you'll get to, the AM station or whatever and he's just staring into the camera talking yeah. to Sam. I feel like I see that everywhere.
0: I know, yeah. He's okay. Brian Cox is insane. He was the first Hannibal Lecter. You got to give him some love. Um, (laughs) um, so, uh, the Zodiac Killer says he wants to talk to Melvin. I didn't really get, they said it, but like I said, my notes were going a mile a minute. Um, did they say what Melvin did for a career? He's very wealthy. And they something about his Star Trek, I think?
1: I believe he is like a psychiatrist that also did... Again. uh acting
0: acting okay that's what i thought but
1: let um, me i kind of want to get that part right though because this did happen in real life
0: yeah which is insane i think that's what gets me about this movie is
1: oh okay he was a prominent american lawyer
0: mm, okay all right huh yeah i thought they mentioned something about star trek i don't i don't know why
1: yeah i think he did get into acting too yeah it looks like he did
0: okay all right <laughs> good job melvin um <laughs> Wow, if O.J. can do it, anyone can, right? Um, (laughs) says every murderer ever now. Um, (laughs) if he can get away with it, anyone can. Uh, I don't care if anyone thinks that's a hot take. If you think that O.J. is innocent, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. Um, (laughs) so, someone claiming to be the Zodiac calls the television station. It's a live, uh, stream. Sorry, I know this took place way back when in the 60s, but, uh, Essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was a live... I can't... My words today are just... I'm pretty hungover, so sorry, guys. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, uh, they take the call. He says he goes by Sam and uh, that he has headaches. Really, really bad headaches. Um, so uh, Melvin is like, hey, just meet up with me and talk to me. Just please meet up with me. Just let's have a conversation. And mm-hmm. he uh David Tachi Toski uh asked him to do that and if they do to meet in front of this one location but the zodiac on the phone uh says no meet here um so they go to meet him obviously millions not millions but tons of reporters like flood that little corner there's helicopters. it's like
1: a it's like a thrift store on a corner
0: yeah um,
1: and there's helicopters and motorcycles and it's a wild. motorcade. Yeah.
0: Um, but uh after a little while it's discovered they trace the phone call and um it is um oh my notes skip back to the top. Stop that. Um okay. <laughs> Sorry. Uh <laughs> the killer on the phone was actually just a mental patient. Mm-hmm. So Back to square one. Um, That seemed pretty accurate as far as real life. Yeah.
1: yeah. They had, I think I saw a video where they did a side-by-side of the set Mm -hmm. and the actors that played them versus the real people on the show and
0: spot on. That's so cool. (laughs) I know! Um, Wild that uh, this kind of coverage was out though when you think about it, you know? Yeah! Um, So two and a half weeks later another letter is sent um, to the uh, san Fran- San francisco chronicle right yeah okay um
1: or they get sent multiple places but we're following the story of the san francisco chronicle because yeah. that's where robert graysmith is definitely
0: um jake gyllenhaal and oh uh robert graysmith was described in the movie as a boy scout he doesn't curse he doesn't drink he doesn't smoke like anything like that however mm-hmm. Robert downey jr's character paul avery i think um mm-hmm uh convinces him to come to a bar with him um and (laughs) it's it's kind of a cute scene i don't really care if this is real it was entertaining uh jake gyllenhaal uh drinks these things called aqua velva they're like very blue and fruity and
1: uh, i mean i I would try it
0: yeah oh yeah i mean yeah definitely (laughs) um he even says to uh, Robert Downey Jr. that he shouldn't knock it until he tried it. In essence, he's like, "You wouldn't say mm-hmm. that if you tasted it." So he does. So, six aqua velvas later, <laughs> they're just discussing, in essence, the the Zodiac. Um, one and a half months later, in San Francisco, um, Melvin Belly gets a letter from the Zodiac, and he reads it to the police officers um and he to his house yeah to his house that's so wild um and he has also received a piece of bloody shirt from the cab driver right Mm -hmm. um and it's shown to be around christmas time that's all the notes i took on that is that pretty yep uh, says it up all right um two and a half months later highway 132 near modesto california uh march 22nd 1970 this is hands down the most terrifying part of the movie hate it this is the worst this is actually like the scariest thing i don't know why it shook me up just brace yourselves people because it shook me up this scene is so well done too like i have goosebumps i don't know i know the audience can't see it but i'm too pale um (laughs) (laughs) audio podcast um a woman is driving down the highway while someone uh kind of obnoxiously behind her um so she pulls over the man informs her that her right wheel is loose and offers to assist her it's at this moment when he's fixing the wheel that uh, a baby is in the back seat um the guy comes back says he's fixed the tire and she can go along um however as she starts to drive off her tire comes loose sparks fly and she is forced to pull over
1: i Um, hate it i think i wrote down in my movie notes i hate it i hate it i hate it yeah uh
0: the man backs up and offers her a lift to a service station um she accepts and gets into the car with him and her baby um i have so many goosebumps across my whole body right now um and in that like moment i didn't write down exactly what i what he said because this is literally like this was one of the hardest movies to take notes on because i couldn't look away I already yeah want to like i love that um the man uh says he's going to kill her and throw her baby out the window
1: so they pass the filling station and she sees it out the window and she's like we just passed the filling station and he was like uh you don't need to worry about that when i'm finished i'm gonna kill you and throw your baby out the window yeah and you just see her like just kind of not make any sudden movements, but just hold her baby a lot closer to her. Yes. Oh. Um,
0: the next scene, uh, there's a uh, semi truck uh, pulled over, and another woman uh, pulls over and gets out of the car, and um, you can see the woman from the vehicle is standing there shaking, s- not screaming, but like kind of incoherently exclaiming. I guess. Yeah. Like she's I don't not remember. screaming. We-
1: I don't know what she's yelling. She
0: keeps saying my baby. Oh, oh. And they're like, what happened to your baby? Where's the baby? Like, please. Um, she's bleeding really bad. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the woman kind of steps forward, I think. And this could just be, I mean, trauma, obviously. But the guy, the truck driver, she kind of doesn't really communicate with and is like very like hands up, stays back. they're
1: like a good 15 feet from each other. Yeah.
0: And he's like, I'm just
1: trying to help you. Please calm down. And the lady comes up and he's like, I can't get anything out of her. But apparently she's got a baby.
0: Yeah. And she says, what happened to your baby? What happened to your baby? And then she goes down this little uh, embankment and pulls out her baby, which she admits that she hid in the bushes in case the guy came back for her.
1: No, the lady suggests that. She said, oh. uh, she was like, did you hide your baby? And oh. she goes, yes, in and, and case he came back. Yeah, that's And funny. then I think she said, in real life, that all happened. That's 100% accurate. Uh, they ended up rolling out of the car in a, as it was moving, obviously, because he wasn't going to stop. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't remember if she says that in the movie. Mm-hmm. I think she says we jumped out. And you just are kind of left piecing it together yourself because it all happens so fast. You're like, what did I just watch? Oh yeah. It's the worst. It's the worst.
0: Um, so I hate that they got that spot on, but <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, all right. Moving right along. Um, uh, two months later, uh, the SFC is still getting more notes explaining more demands. Uh, but the newspaper has stopped running his letters Mm-hmm. Um, and he in one of the letters he says that if they don't start publishing it again, um, he will come back for the woman and her baby that he had given a ride to. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Avery explains to Robert that the Zodiac killer is sending the letters to certain publishing companies earlier than the San Francisco Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're getting their information quicker. Uh, which is just. I can't remember the importance of that. Um, is but, that the scene
1: where they're in the room with all the files? Yes, and then okay, uh, he.
0: It's also discovered that he ripped his logo off of a watch company uh, called Zodiac, and um, the Zodiac watch's like symbol is the little gun sight looking thing.
1: And it's still like it's still a brand. Um, when they're in that big filing room, mm-hmm. and he like gives. Uh, Robert Graysmith all the access to all those files and he's like look at this look at this date look at this letter look at this date look at this letter and what they're doing is cross-referencing um, when the letter was written and the details of what the Zodiac claims he did to the people oh yeah, versus when the articles came out and the letters came out after the articles so that means that the Zodiac was uh, trying to take credit I'm using air quotes for murders that he didn't do. That's
0: right. That's right. Yeah. Um, which also wild. Um, and
1: that happened in real life. And that's why when you break it down, he has a certain amount of victims, but he air quotes claims to have like 37.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, the next scene is Paul Avery is sent a Halloween card. Um, and he opens it up. Any piece of bloody shirt falls out and it is the zodiac asking him to meet for him right or meet him right
1: yeah he wants him to meet him and it's the same piece of bloody shirt from paul stein that uh the uh melvin belly got
0: yes um so let's see um so robert downey jr or paul avery is like yeah i'm gonna go meet him don't worry i'll have a gun uh blah 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 and jake gyllenhaal they're at a gun range i think when this scene goes down um but jake gyllenhaal has a date with chloe savini and he's got to get there because she's a hot ticket she's love a it. in this movie oh she's I, so cute i know she's adorable um and she's she's so strong like her acting is so it's just i don't know she's just great in everything i've seen her and i've loved her
1: she's got that stare Yes. not only certain people have yes. that's just like you want to run that by me again yeah
0: that's, you oh sure you, you, you sure that's the move you want to do she's got a per my last email face Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so let's see Um. however on this date uh, Robert can't stop talking about um, the Zodiac case and what's going on with Paul and so he's like I, I'm so sorry I've got to call him real quick so they go out to the phone booth and they call him. His wife says that he hasn't been home yet, um, but she'll call him when he does get home. And uh, so now he's like, I'm not trying to, well, he doesn't say this, but he's like, do you want to come back to my apartment and wait? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the phone call. And she's like, is this some skeezy way to like, get me to come back to your place? Cause I'm not here for it. And he's kind of like, no, no, no. I'm just seriously worried about my friend. Uh, so she does. She comes back. Um, And they chill. She falls asleep on the couch. Um, However, when he does call, uh, he is also on the news, or he has been on the news, and announces that he has found evidence that the first Zodiac kill was committed in 1966. Um, And they do not show that murder, so... Do you want to tell me about it, Maisie?
1: I was writing down your quote about the... (laughs) her, uh, as per my last email face.
0: Oh, (laughs) nice.
1: (laughs) Uh, So on October 30th, 1966, 18 year old Sherry Jo Bates, who was a student of the Riverside Community College was at the library until it closed at nine. Um, Neighbors report hearing a scream around 1030 and uh, Sherry Bates was found the next morning, a short distance from the library between two abandoned houses uh, that had been demoed for renovations the wires on her volkswagen uh had been pulled out and she was brutally beaten and stabbed to death yep uh, a, a man's watch was torn from the wristband was found nearby and the watch stopped at 12 24 which makes police believe that's when the attack occurred
0: uh, let's skip to November 30th, 1970. Um, an airplane. Um, or there's... I can't remember. I just wrote an airplane. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 Something was happening at the airport. I can't remember what. Oh, the meeting? The what?
1: The meeting? That's later in the movie, right?
0: Yeah, but... I'll come back to it if I remember. Um, two hours later, Riverside, California. Um, so the police, uh, are discussing, um, letters, or they're discussing, um, they're searching for this, uh, suspect, and they're talking to the suspect's family. Or, I think Mm. it's like a brother and his wife. Well, they talked to him first. Yeah. Um, and, uh, they're asking, uh, to be shown letters that he has written a family, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so they can compare it to the letters that they have. Um, but as they're investigating them, uh, Paul Avery, um, oh, okay. This is just them like going through and, uh, like investigating other people about, uh, the murders, right. Mm-hmm. For this suspect. Um, So, they get to this guy that claims he used to work with a guy that could be a suspect. Um, Okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Under further investigation, they discover that the suspect got fired from his last job for touching children and that he is ambidextrous and has kind of, like, gone around, like, oh, if I was going to kill someone, this is how I would do it. I would call myself the Zodiac. Like, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no way. Like, this is too good to be true. Yeah. Yeah. So, they go to the suspect's job to interrogate him. His name is Arthur Lee... Allen. Allen. Arthur Arthur Lee Allen. I hate this name because it's three first names. It is, and he goes know, by it's Lee. It's the worst. Um. Yes, he goes by Lee, but... Um, really quick, is... before we get into him... Oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: The friend, supposedly, that started talking to police and was like, I got a guy you should look at. His name was Don Chaney. Um, they... Or fishing buddies Don and Lee were fishing buddies they would fish at Lake Berryessa which is where the attack on Brian and Cecilia happened and he said oh. they would fish out there and um, he claimed that Lee did say and in real life too he did claim that Lee had said that um, if he were to kill someone he would go under the name Zodiac mm-hmm. and he would go between using a gun and using a knife and that he would like to eventually uh, attack a school bus or something like that. Yeah. Like, he brings up kids again. And so good on Don Chaney to be like, hey, you should probably look at my friend over here who, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he was like in real life, but they made him look like kind of a pipsqueak compared to uh, Lee Allen who was just like this big
0: lumbering man
1: lumbering yeah that's what he says he calls him lumbering Mm -hmm. um and so they go to interview him in the jail and i think that's where or not in the jail in like his work which is a warehouse and looks kind of sketchy but Mm -hmm. hey whatever Um,
0: so when they're in there he uh lee says that the cops have already talked to him about all this and they cleared him of it um he seems to have an alibi for every murder but the cops are hella hella suspicious Mm -hmm. um he says he's not the zodiac and if he was he wouldn't tell the police or tell them um and that's when they notice a watch uh on his wrist and mark ruffalo asks to see it and sure enough it's a freaking zodiac watch mm-hmm. um, and then he also announces that his favorite book in high school was the most dangerous game mm-hmm. like wow it's pretty wild uh so he yeah just like admits that he has all these very very uncanny similarities to the information they have on the zodiac yeah um but uh ultimately he is sent back to his job at work um and then 10 hours later in vallejo california uh they're talking oh maybe i was wrong up there above because they are talking to the suspect's brother and wife
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's when I guess they get the letters. I don't know what happened there. Hmm. That was that's crazy. okay. It just
1: got switched around. They talked They talked to John or Don yeah. Cheney reached out to them first, and that's what took them on to Lee Allen, and then they talked to Lee Allen's family, yes. where they were like, does any of this look like his writing? Like, mm-hmm. do you have anything that could help us? And they were like, we don't really talk to him since the thing with the kids happened, which is why he got fired from his last job. Mm-hmm. And then his... Lee Allen's sister-in-law says, we got a Christmas card, and he spelled Christmas with two S's. Mm-hmm. So, Christ, mass. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, sick. That matches what we have on paper here.
0: Yeah. Um, so, uh, while they're doing this, they're trying to get a warrant to search uh, his trailer. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, but they're unable to get that because they don't have a handwriting match.
1: They don't really have anything but except for uh that's not circumstantial which is don cheney's would-be testimony essentially
0: yeah um which unfortunately is not enough apparently um let's see um so a year later in san francisco california uh paul avery announces that he believes that he should be in charge of the zodiac investigation Mm
1: -hmm. mm-hmm bold move
0: yeah um the cops uh, during this go back to investigate, uh, uh, I think they go back to talk to Don Chaney, right? Or no, the they, just, they go back to the brother. Yeah. Um, and they ask him um, if he would testify in court, and he said yes, absolutely. No, that's that's Don Chaney. Okay, I thought so. I couldn't remember. Um, I wrote it down wrong for sure. So um jump back or jump forward a little bit to september 14th 1972 santa rosa california trailer park um the cops have attained their warrant to search uh the suspect uh lee allen's residence um the trailer is packed with dirty magazines not just one type of dirty magazine by the way all sorts of all types feet fetish regular dirty mags like everything wild um also uh squirrels in cages and also some out of cages they're just kind of squirreling around making climbing in, yeah. in the sink
1: it's really gross super
0: gross actually i hated yeah. it yeah um they also they open the freezer and find dead squirrels mm-hmm.
1: um, we never they, see it but yeah. that's what
0: toski says that's what i David believe adventure loves to do um <laughs> <laughs> that was some seven salt um <laughs> uh so they find uh a black windbreaker and black gloves that are the same size as the ones they found earlier in the taxi Uh, but Mm -hmm. obviously we know that that doesn't match up um they also find guns a bunch of two nine
1: two nine millimeters which is the kinds that were uh, used for all of the couples Mm -hmm. killings and then they find a big automatic gun that which is what the zodiac said he would have used
0: to do the school bus yep um so uh the suspect like rolls up at home in his boxers and a button-up shirt
1: yeah Um, all the neighbors are outside of their house rightfully so i would be too (laughs) rubbernecking
0: big time i remember uh fun story uh as if this episode isn't going to be long enough um they (laughs) love it they uh one time a drunk guy got pulled Wow, Scout, I get it. Uh, A drunk guy got pulled over outside of uh, my house. And you better believe, I stopped what I was doing. and watched them uh, make this guy, like, walk the line and try and, like, touch his nose. I was like, oh, looking through my blinds. And, yeah, I was rubbernecking real hard. And then eventually I just, like, stopped caring about, I think whoever I was with at the time was like, quit that, quit that. They're going to see you. And I was like, Wait. It's not illegal. So I just opened the door and watched. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Um, <laughs> wild, though. They let that guy go. <laughs> they let him uh, get back in his car and drive. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, Pigeon Wars is a wild town. Um, ain't, that, ain't that the truth. So. Oh, no. It did it again. Curses. Um, hmm. This next scene, uh, I, I really stop scout quit looking the bed sorry i meant to mute but didn't have time um gosh you have just okay um i can't hear it all right well no it just leaves like gross wet spots all over the bed Uh oh he does all the time anyways hey editing Maisie, how are you um but his handwriting is not a match so i believe they just let him go
1: they don't have anything to hold him, even though they searched this place and they have a lot of stuff that.
0: That's so wild.
1: That sinks up, but there's nothing like concrete. They thought they had a loophole because Don Cheney said that he was ambidextrous. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "I'm not," and they said the handwriting inspector uh, Sherman, oh, yeah. who we've mentioned prior, said that if. This is the same person, and they are ambidextrous. He's never seen so. He's never seen someone so ambidextrous, yeah. Which is where you can write with both your left and right hand.
0: Yes. Um. So. So, fast forward. Um. Uh. Robert is with his lovely girlfriend out at a movie. I believe it's a movie based off of this. Correct.
1: Yeah. It just the sign. I don't understand the sign for the movie theater. Just said SFPD. So I don't know if they like i don't understand this movie i don't know if that really happened
0: yeah i don't either because um i didn't look it up either i should have but because i was curious about it because i think that uh uh, i mean the vast majority of the cops are there so i like everyone
1: you've seen investigate that's been involved in this case yeah in this movie is at this movie theater watching what the marquis says sfpd
0: well isn't it, i mean it's San Francisco Police Department right maybe they Yeah but i don't closed, know if it was like briefing
1: but it's like black tie also like i don't know what was happening
0: it looked like a movie premiere that they invited them to because they were the you know what i mean yeah that's how, true how people like when they do stories based off of real people they'll invite them to the premiere I wonder if i could
1: find anything on it
0: go ahead all right um but they're at the movie and uh David, like, can't really stand to look at the subject matter. Mm-hmm. Um, so he walks out and is kind of just, like, chilling until the movie ends because he doesn't want to see anymore. He's frustrated. He's been working on this forever. He's For years. Been, yeah. Um, and, uh, Robert kind of follows him out and he's like, you know you're gonna catch him, right? Like, I know you can do it. You're gonna be the one to catch him. And he's like, sure, whatever. Um, keep telling yourself that kid. Whatever helps you sleep at night. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm a cop. That's my job. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then we skip. Did you find any information on it?
1: No. Okay. Because it's just being like the Zodiac movie that came out in 2007. Yeah.
0: Hmm. <laughs> uh. Well, more later. Um, so four years later, um,. There is a scene at some point. I'm not sure if it's before this or after this. Um, but Paul Avery has left the building. He yeah. is going a little wild. He is drinking a lot, um, showing up to work pretty lit. Um, mm-hmm. So, this four years later, uh, Robert goes to introduce himself uh, to the new guy uh, who is played by uh, Adam. God, he's the totally forgot his name i really love him too he's in um freaking
1: yeah i know who you're talking about let's
0: see adam goldberg he's the the dehydrated vegetables guy in friends he's chandler's new roommate um he's also (laughs) stay alive (laughs) he's really funny um but yeah um and the new guy is just kind of like rude to him he's like what are you like a cartoonist cool like you can leave my desk now Yeah. And so he awkwardly uh, goes away. Um, So the cops are seen patrolling um, around and uh, David goes to drop his partner off who then announces that he has put a transfer in due to not wanting to be on call anymore because he's got a wife and kids. You're wearing him out, Mark Ruffalo. You're working too damn hard. You're doing them up. So... After this, um, Robert decides to go visit Paul Avery, who is uh, living in a houseboat. Uh, it, I wrote Shack by the Ocean, but it is discovered that it is a, a boat. So um, It's really kind of dingy. Uh, his hair is gone, almost completely gray. And he tries to convince uh, Paul that he should write a book about the Zodiac. But Paul, um, in not-so-nice terms, tells him, No, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah um, he essentially says that it, it like ruined his life um, so October 11th 1977 San Francisco California on the corner of Washington and Cherry um, Robert uh, gets to meet with uh, David to go over Zodiac Cave's information he explains that he used books uh, to crack the cipher um or to like help try and crack the cipher whichever uh that were uh the books he used were stolen from a military library and there's like a rumor that um the zodiac killer is ex-military um but uh robert is literally just like come on man just like let me in let me in i want to yeah. put me in yeah and uh, David is like, I'm sorry, I can't accept your help. Um, it would be totally unprecedented, but you should go meet a guy in Napa, California. Um, and so he goes to, um, it's a police department, right? Yeah. A guy in Napa. So he goes to the police department, um, who then sends him to Vallejo County, um, where they let him Uh, rifle through a a file room uh, where they have uh, different like listings and stuff about the Zodiac Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: and Robert leaves pretty quickly and goes immediately to a diner and begins to write down notes from what he remembers from digging through the files at the speed of light. He goes crazy quick. What Um, a beautiful mind. Yeah. And so then he meets up again with uh, David Totsky to discuss uh, his findings before being sent to um, Melvin Belly's house to talk to him, mm-hmm. um, who he gets into a conversation with the housekeeper, who says that she talked to the Zodiac and that the Zodiac told her that he was going to kill again because it was his birthday and he had to. So they trace down the um, the birthdays to try and narrow their search down for the person and uh robert goes to uh or robert robert finds out that the handwriting expert wants to meet with him um he also gets an anonymous phone call late in the night um Mm -hmm. with a from a guy with information about the zodiac including his name which is lee right or no, no 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 it's um
1: rick marshall
0: rick marshall that's right Um, so Robert meets with the handwriting expert who says that the handwriting doesn't ever match or stay consistent, which is very, very odd, um, Mm -hmm. because the handwriting, uh, I guess tests have ruled out every single subject, or subject, sorry, (laughs) um, and the handwriting expert says that he had a guy come in and tell him that the name of the Zodiac was a guy named Rick Marshall. He came in all frantic saying that he knew who the Zodiac was and his name was Rick Marshall. Mm-hmm. Uh, wild. So that night, uh, Robert's at home with his family and he gets a phone call that it's just heavy breathing and no voice. um, Uh, rick marshall is also napa county police's most viable suspect Mm -hmm. Um, so is all that pretty on spot with the book
1: yeah as far as i can tell
0: okay i just sorry we're on my last page of notes so we're winding down
1: worry we almost got it yeah uh april
0: 25th 1978 san francisco california um, David Totsky gets a phone call from the San Francisco Chronicle saying that there's a new Zodiac letter. The first one mm-hmm. in what, four years? Yep. Um, so. And um, that he's mentioned personally. Oh, yeah, that's right. He's in mentioned the letter. personally. However, when David gets there, um, he is taken by special services to be interrogated because he believes that. Um, uh, they believe that david tosky is the person who wrote this letter yep um so while he's being interrogated he's also taken off homicide um Mm -hmm. which is a major bummer uh he's seen drinking at home and refuses to take phone calls from uh robert so august 9th 1979 uh ten years after the movie started
1: <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. um which is crazy that yeah we've gone this long. Um and we still have people so interested in it. Uh Paul Avery is in a bar. Um oh he's hitting I can't think of I meant to I even put a note to find out the name of the breathing device that he's hitting. Oh um A jewel so <laughs> yeah uh (laughs) casually uh vaping in the 70s no it's 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 something for
1: um oh it's like an
0: oxygen mask yeah yeah it's an oxygen mask yeah i didn't mean to call it a breathing device oh Um, wait
1: back to hold on one second wait back to dave uh they took him off of homicide because there was rumor going around that he had written the newest letter from zodiac because it Mentioned him by name, yeah. and they were saying that he did that because that needed more attention on Zodiac. Yeah. So that's totally been debunked since then. And that was when uh, the granddaughter of Dave Toski wrote into My Favorite Murder. She said that they could have taken it a different way for the movie, mm-hmm. and she's really glad they stayed true to the storyline because yeah. they could have made a bigger deal out of that. Yeah. but
0: Oh yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. They could so really,
0: leave your badge and gun. Uh, you're off the right. Place. Yeah. They
1: did, it. they did him justice, which is cool. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry.
0: Uh, no worries. Um, uh, but uh, he's in a bar and he sees old uh, Robert Graysmith uh, is still working on the Zodiac case and he's kind of like, hey, hey, funny. So, this guy, they find out the name of the guy who called with the anonymous tip about mm-hmm. Rick Marshall and they gave it to the handwriting expert. Um, And, uh, I can't, I didn't get his first name, but it's Vaughn.
1: I don't remember his first name. They call him Vaughn.
0: Yeah, just, I put, meets Mr. Vaughn, um, (laughs) and follows him back to his house. Um, he was an organ player, uh, right? For this old, uh... Theater? theater. I thought that he
1: owned the theater.
0: Maybe that was, maybe that was it. Sorry. Because he had
1: all of the things.
0: Yeah, he did have all of the things. Um... And so he, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, sorry I keep calling him, like, his actor name, too. Just go with me. I do this all the time. I'm a professional. (laughs) No. Um, uh, but he starts asking him about, uh, if they ever showed the most dangerous game at the theater. In the 60s. In the 60s, like, through these two points, and,
1: uh. While so-and-so was working there.
0: Yeah, and he's like, actually, I believe we did. I have the poster. Let me grab it for you. He also um, gives him a tip, and he shows him uh, the projection of, because uh, the suspect, Rick Marshall, was a projectionist at this theater. Uh, yeah. He shows him that this little symbol that I call a gun sight um, You're right. is also uh, a symbol used to like uh, trigger projectionists to change the film over. It's it's the, yeah. They talk about it in Fight Club. I can't remember what it's called. It's
1: what you see when they count down before like a film yeah. starts.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. Sorry, not the splicing of the film. Sorry. Um, let's see. Um, he also discovers that the handwriting on the poster is the closest to the Zodiac. Um, but in that moment, he goes. Uh, Mr. Vaughn, uh, tells him that Rick Marshall didn't do that poster. And that he did it.
1: Yeah. And Graysmith is like, No, he wrote this poster because he's so fixated that this is the guy. Yeah.
0: He's got that him.
1: he needs everything yeah. to align. Yeah. So that this works. And he's like, No, I wrote that poster. I did that was me. Yeah. And so And he then... just like freaks out.
0: Yeah. Well, so he asked Jake Gyllenhaal to come down to the basement. I can't remember mm-hmm. what they were looking for but i just remember being like why would you ever say yes
1: the record they're um, looking at the record and so in earlier in the movie in one of the zodiac letters he said something about in my basement and someone says that's weird no not many people in la have basements yeah and so when this guy's like come down to the basement let's look at this thing and he's like you have a basement or he said nobody has a basement in la and the guy turns and is like i do and you're like is this
0: the guy? Yeah.
1: What? He gets super creepy it's like, the, the the light gets kind of darker oh, in the yeah. shot. Like, it gets super creepy. Oh, yeah. So, they go down to the basement, and this guy's, like, walking around. And the basement is so massive that he has to turn on a light in, like, every section he goes to. Oh. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and he goes down there. And while he's down there, uh, freaking Robert hears footsteps. He sees a board swell, and he hears footsteps mm-hmm. above him, and he says, mm-hmm. are you the only guy in the house? And he doesn't answer him. Why would you not just freaking answer him? Like, if you're not guilty, answer him. And answer he has, it. Um, He is like, oh, here it is. Is this what you're looking for? He doesn't find it. One of the two. Either way, uh, Robert's like, I have to go now, and like runs up the stairs- but- yeah uh like takes them like four at a time and jake gyllenhaal's got some long legs but he's stretching for (laughs) um but uh he manages eventually to escape the house the door's locked the guy lets him out um and when he gets home his wife he's left with a note in an empty empty house saying that his wife is taking the kids to mom's and don't call left with the kids don't call um so as bothered as he is by that he's got a mission he's on a mission he's going to meet a woman named linda the next day mm-hmm. in prison who knew uh darlene who was the first murderer at the beginning of the movie not ever but that murder um are you? so and while she's played by someone really famous too um i can't remember her name though um, oh please uh clay Duval. Yeah, Lydia Duval. Yes, yes, that's it. Um, she's been in a lot. Yeah, um, but uh, she reveals to him that uh, there was a weird guy that like show up to Darlene's like parties, and uh, or she showed up, he showed up to this paint party where mm-hmm. they were like painting her new house, and mm-hmm. that he would like he dressed in a tuxedo and brought her gifts and. Like just was Set in a chair, yeah. Didn't talk to In the to corner, anybody. Um, yeah. But, and she said he had been like talking to her for a long time, and she was always kind of weirded out by him, but didn't want to stop. Like didn't yeah. want to upset him, pretty much, because right. she wasn't sure what he was capable of. Right. Um. And that he was, he was like, "Do you remember his name?" And she's like, "Yeah, I think it was like short for something." Maybe it was like... And he's like, it's Rick, isn't it? It's Rick. And she's like, no, that wasn't his name. And he's like, I know it's Rick. You don't know anything, Linda. Yeah. And then, yeah. so he's getting ready to walk out, and she goes, it's Lee. It was Lee. I know it for a fact. His name was Lee.
1: And he's like, like all of the <laughs> all of the images and everything, just you can see, swooshes back in front of his eyes, like, what?
0: Yep. Um. So the next scene is... Um, Robert banging on the door, walls, windows, everything of poor, uh, David Totsky's house, um, where he has a folder that has, uh, Lee Allen's ID in it and that his birthday matches with that of, uh, the date that was left to the housekeeper Mm -hmm. by the Zodiac. Um, so, uh, they go over a matching timeline uh, from when the letters stopped. For they that, go over
1: a timeline through everything. Yeah,
0: but the big, like, to me, the big ticket was, like, yeah. the letters stopped because at a certain point, and Arthur Lee Allen was just so happen, or, happened to be arrested for child molestation and put mm-hmm. in jail for four years. Yep. It was also discovered that he lived less than 50 feet away from Darlene growing up. Yep. across the street yeah um so fast forward to december 20th 1983 vallejo california robert smith walks into an ace hardware which shout out to the ace hardware i go to twice a week uh, ace, is <laughs> ace is the place ace is the place you got your shit that's their line no um <laughs> it's not um and a man turns around and Freakin' Robert Graysmith is locking eyes with Arthur Lee Allen himself as an employee. Mm-hmm. So, seven and a half years later, in Ontario, Canada, August 16th, 1991, the, there's a man walking through an airport, Hmm. And, and freaking, uh... Jimmy! Uh, well, um... Sorry, uh, Robert's book is on the shelves. Oh a yeah, published. He's a published yeah. man. Um, but he sits down in this airport, uh, like I guess, like employee break room. Yeah. And in walks Jimmy Simpson, my <laughs> man from Stay Alive, and freaking it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, and it is revealed that he is what's his name. The guy Mike, that got shot, Mike McGow, Mike McGow, from the very, very beginning of the movie, and he is being asked to identify the shooter, um, that shot, or the shooter, and mm-hmm. he confirms that it is Arthur Lee Allen. He is, and this
1: is, and this is a cop we haven't seen. It's not anyone that's yeah. like super, you know. Maybe he's into it. Maybe he's not. Um, but he has a photo lineup of like eight people and he was like if you don't pick anyone it's totally fine he was like i need you to see if you see the guy that you saw that night and if you don't it's fine don't worry about it it's all just very chill and he takes a second and he points directly to arthur lee allen's picture and then he goes but he had a round face like this guy and he puts the picture next to him and the detective's like so you're telling me you're not totally sure or he's like, you're telling me he looks like the next picture, and he was like, no, it's definitely this guy, but his face was more round.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But he was like, it's definitely Arthur Lee Allen, and he keeps pointing to that picture.
0: Yeah, and he- and then he just
1: like gets smaller, which is so telling to me in movies when people do that when something happens to them and they just kind of shrink a little
0: yeah jimmy Ooh. simpson's so talented too i wish he was in everything
1: he's in like a lot of line orders because she's just so good at being
0: just a <laughs> little off yeah truly um and the movie uh cuts to uh black screen with white end credits but in uh, these mm-hmm. end credits um there's it i sometimes i don't like when movies do this but i think this movie ended really well um but uh the end credits confirm that literally like what two hours before police could meet with alan he suffered a fatal heart attack yeah two days i thought it was two hours but it might be two days it was freakishly freakishly close but alan uh, suffered a fatal heart attack um the case is still open and unsolved right
1: so in 2002 they did find a dna um like sample on an envelope that was taken and it didn't match arthur lee allen um in 2004 sfpd deactivated the investigation Mm -hmm. Uh, but the case does remain open in napa county solano county and vallejo Mm -hmm. and arthur lee allen is still the main suspect probably they will ever have
0: yep it's it's wild um and uh also Uh, Robert Graysmith claims that he did not receive another phone call ever because he was getting all those weird breathy anonymous Mm -hmm. phone calls supposedly he says Mm -hmm. that he never received another one after Alan died yeah so and that my friends is Zodiac no whoa Maisie I have a question yeah I was thinking about this the whole time I was like I can't wait to ask Maisie who do you think did it I so, <laughs> I think that
1: it was multiple people. I do too. I think wild. I, I think the first like two or three. Mm-hmm. So the first, the first murder we didn't talk about at all. Like the first one that happened in real life was on December twentieth, nineteen sixty eight. It was David Faraday, who was seventeen, and Betty Lou Jensen, who was sixteen, and they were shot and killed at a lover's lane on Lake Herman Road in Benicia, California. So, way early in the movie, in one of the letters that was sent in, the Zodiac said he wanted to kill on his birthday, mm-hmm. which is December 18th. Mm-hmm. And the closest he could get was December 20th in 1968. Mm-hmm. So, that is the birthday, uh, December 18th is the birthday of Leah Allen. So, that's another reason they liked him for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Lake Herman Road was only four miles from Rock Springs Park is where he killed uh, Darlene Ferrin and mm-hmm. he attack Michael McGu. He had connections with Darlene Farron, obviously, her painting party. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also grew up next to each other. Mm-hmm. That's pretty telling. And then for the attack at uh, the Barriessa, mm-hmm. where the guy was stabbed and survived. Yeah. This seems like all the same person to me. Yeah. Uh, it's when the attack on Paul Stein, it just kind of gets weird. And in the movie, they show uh, the detectives like, Kind of really racking their brains about what's going on here, and then uh, Dave Tosky says he's breaking the pattern.
0: Yeah,
1: that could be true. Yeah, on purpose. But I think that's just a separate person. I think he, his main suspect was Darlene. I think it was mm-hmm. Arthur Lee Allen, and I think his main victim—sorry, victim—hundred percent was Darlene Farron. Mm-hmm. And he killed before, and he killed after. Yeah, in the same way to kind of cover his tracks.
0: So. I kind of feel the same, but I think, so the guy that brought him down, brought uh, Robert Graysmith down to the basement, Mm -hmm. I think he was in cahoots with, Mm. with Arthur Lee Allen. Now this is just me. I've, I haven't ever done any extensive research on the Zodiac Killer. Um, I can honestly say the only times I think I've seen them is I think, don't quote me on this. I think he was in portrayed in American Horror Story Hotel, but don't get me started about how I feel about those depictions, because um, <laughs> they did my dirt. Well, I love the woman that played Eileen Warnos, but I just uh, I just have a really big soft spot for Eileen Warnos. Don't get me started. Don't come at me. You can at me. I'll talk to you about it. But um, I do have a really big soft spot for. Her, um, so I didn't like that she was kind of uh, kind of gross, but um, in the show. But uh, and then. So not knowing, I know very, very little about the Zodiac Killer. Um, and I'm just basing this off of, like, the knowledge that Maisie has given me in this episode and watching the movie. Um, yeah, I think they were in cahoots and that Arthur Lee targeted women and had full intention to kill the woman with the baby. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if the baby would have lived or not I don't really want to think about it because the baby you didn't have lived. to yeah because the mom was so brave and she jumped yeah but I do think that time like it's very telling that the women are pretty they are they are made sure that they're dead and he doesn't really give as much attention to the men except for that yeah. one that you talked about um, mm-hmm. but I mean first kill messy not really you know. I mean, I just feel like serial killer, well, yeah, he's a serial killer, um, don't know as much. And I think that the guy that his, I think uh, the guy in the basement, I think he killed the taxi driver. Um, mm. And I think he also helped orchestrate the letters and was kind of the like assistant, in essence, to kind of break that trail and pattern uh, to make sure that Arthur Lee Allen and him could keep doing what they were doing.
1: Because
0: I don't think the guy in the basement could have murdered anyone, Mr. Vaughn, but I definitely think he was kind of, he gave off that vibe where he could help with one, you know? Yeah. So who knows? People are sick and I don't get them. So that's just the vibe I got from the movie. But I do think, yeah. I definitely think Arthur Lee Allen was involved. 100%. Well-
1: People, are, people were mad at the movie because it wasn't solved. But that's what
0: happened in real life, yeah. In real life. Yeah, a lot so. of people hate when stuff like that. It's kind of like when people got pissed off. Spoiler alert for Glorious Bastards. Skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to hear this. Um, also, just go watch Glorious Bastards. Yeah, just do it. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> um, but uh, a lot of people were mad uh, during that movie that <clears throat> that they shot Hitler at the end. And I was like, "Why, why, why are you dissing? Like, you want to real- go back on that? Yeah, they were like, it's not real life." I was like, "Who cares? It's Hitler." Yeah. <laughs> like, do you think I, I would have much rather some like Jewish dudes rip him like and make his ass look like Swiss cheese? Yeah. Like people, <laughs> you're picky. It's either people. too real or not real enough, right? I don't understand. Um. Yeah, I love this movie. I think it's great. Um. It. It was really, really hard to take notes. Sometimes I don't like taking notes on movies, but this one in particular was just difficult just because I just wanted to watch the movie. It was so right. good. I loved it. Yeah. I think it's definitely one of Fincher's best. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Um. What a ride. Yeah, I agree. Um, so usually on <clears throat> uh, Streamweavers, uh, we pick a movie for next week, but... Uh you're getting you're getting us back soon, so don't Yeah, worry. I think we'll be back next week. I think so too. Don't worry about no. it.
1: The regular uh scheduled program.
0: Yeah. That's um, correct. So instead of that, um Maisie, uh usually on Murder Blows we ask uh we either give advice or we ask what you like, but I'm gonna give it a streamweaver's twist and I'm gonna ask what's the movie you're looking forward to this year?
1: Ooh, to come out? <clears throat> Like yeah. in the
0: theater yeah in the theater or even like a movie that you missed in theaters and you haven't seen it on dvd or a streaming service yet
1: um so there is the movie mm, what's that newest jordan Peele movie us
0: oh yeah us oh it's i great. haven't it's great what well, i great. haven't seen it
1: but i want to see it i've got it queued up to watch I don't know okay. where you can watch it yet.
0: I don't know Can either. you watch it anywhere? It might be on HBO. That's where I would guess, but...
1: Sick. I... Yeah, that's one I really want to watch.
0: It's really good. Jordan Peele's a cut above the rest. I love it. I know.
1: Oh, can you even? <laughs> uh, it's available on Amazon Prime, YouTube, Vudu, and Google Play. Look it's all that. five ninety nine across the board. Dang. Nice. I'd give Jordan Peele my money, though. Um... Okay. Yeah, that's one I want to see. What about you, Violet? Besides um, Midsummer?
0: Yeah, I'm very excited I'm seeing that tonight. So, that can go off my checklist. Um, I mean, I'm going to like not include the Star Wars movie that comes out this year in this cuz um, yeah. I'm very very hyped for that. I can't even get through the trailer without crying. Um, uh, but uh I would say I haven't gotten to see Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark yet. Um, and hmm. I absolutely I'm so glad to see so much uh, horror uh, coming out. Uh, I also haven't gotten to see uh, Ready or Not, uh, which looks really good. Another horror movie. Um, And last but not least, I think my most anticipated film for this year has to be Doctor Sleep. Um, What's that? (laughs) For those of you that don't know, it's the sequel to The Shining. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, And for those of you that double don't know and don't listen... I've, I'm sure I've mentioned that I'm doing a Stephen King book a month uh, for a year with Magical Goo Jelly and I tried it last year. Uh, I got close but this year I'm doing it and uh, in uh, September I'm reading The Shining uh, and then in October I'm reading Doctor Sleep to prep for the release. It stars Owen McGregor. It's gonna be amazing. I You're love blowing it.
1: my mind right now. Yeah.
0: I'm so excited. Um, I can't... And it- oh yeah i was
1: gonna say chapter two but that's obvious yeah
0: that comes out next freaking week so excited oh wait so yeah i'm loving all the stephen king uh stuff coming out i didn't love pet cemetery but uh i can let it slide um and then i think another one of his uh short stories in the tall grass is being made into a movie um who's got a pretty good cast and freaking castle rock comes back (gasps) <gasps> October 23rd I know it's not going into the theaters but uh, Castle Rock Misery comes out starring Lizzie Kaplan as Kathy Bates' character stop I can't Google fast enough uh, I know I'm telling you. Um, so if you guys are excited for a movie let us know uh, at Murder Blows or at Streamweavers let us know uh, if you like uh, more stuff like this uh, head on over to Streamweavers and check us out we're available on Spotify Google itunes anywhere podcasts are available um so excited for lizzie kaplan again oh my god i'm gonna scream i love her i'm obsessed oh yay i watched Um, like three episodes of true blood for her (laughs) oh i will
1: never sorry lizzie that ain't me i'm not gonna pretend like it is uh, really quickly, you should also go check out our friends at Arcadian.com and BlankSlateLabs.com. Arcadian makes fire hair products. They have a banana face wash that's out right now. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm very intrigued. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a, they have a, make a clay pomade that John uses every day on his hair. Uh, I love their scruffy hand scrub. Mm-hmm. Makes my gross barista hands feel like baby hands, and I love it. Um Check them out at ArcadianGrooming.com. You can use the card motor blows for 15% off at checkout. Also check out our friends at Blake Slate Labs. Uh, you can check out. Um, they've got uni oil I use on my face every day. They have a lip scrub Violet likes to eat, but <laughs> we're, not, we're not promoting snacks via skincare products. Um, they have a body scrub that Sasha uses to de-stress. Um, I, coffee masks. A coffee mask. mask. Oh, yeah, I'm out of that. I'm that makes me uh, sad. <laughs> um, yeah, check them out. Both solid, super solid companies. Check out the reviews online. We're not bullshitting you. They have Instagram accounts blakeslatelabs.com and arcadiangrooming.com. Um, both sites you can use the code MURDERBLOWS, all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout tell them we sent you and we love them and we haven't shouted them out in a while because we've been on vacation
0: <laughs> so thanks for that um all right guys this has been the stream weavers takeover uh, of murder blows and uh we'll be back to our regular scheduled programming i believe sasha's gonna take us to a foreign land um like a genie excited. um she's gonna be great uh, that wasn't a clue. I was trying to think of a, an Aladdin reference, because I was giving off, like, very, like, magic carpet ride vibes. Anyways. I see. That was wild. Adios. Um, Bye! Oh, hold on. Wait. I need a quote. What? I need a quote.
1: This is us crossing streams.
0: Oh. Alright. Bye! I don't, I don't have a quote from the movies. <laughs> <I know. laughs>